0: So let's just quickly go through, I'll ask each of you guys now, if you had to fast forward to your goal to episode 300, where would you like to be? You have any any plans, any goals, any, any thoughts on what that might look like in two more years from now?
1: Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life.
0: right club it is our 200th episode today i can't believe it's our 200th one and uh, we've literally been speaking to 200 plus amazing amazing people on these interviews i hope you've enjoyed the podcast so we're gonna talk about something very special today laurel daniel alfonso how are you guys doing we're doing great well i'm doing great i think danielle's doing great right
2: (laughs) yeah just crazy busy between travel but it's it's a good it's a good situation to be in when you travel too much that you're too yet yeah, you're crazy in between
0: amazing where did you guys travel to Obama. we were
2: in Costa Rica twice then we are in Ottawa, Montreal Cornwall recently Kingston Prince Edward County and now in a few days we're leaving for uh, for Greece and then after that in in December it's Portugal and then Costa Rica again in February so anyway we're, we're traveling
3: amazing and, and uh, and i've been in england and the uh, sorry the uk and germany and was out in calgary and edmonton for some we did some right club pop-up events out there in june it seems like a seems like years ago now but it was only a few short months and it was really it was really great to see people out there because there's lots of lots is happening out there in 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 alberta
0: yeah and now we are coast to coast so that's the beauty of being coast to coast is that, like you said pop-up events in, in different provinces I've uh, personally, I've been at the cottage quite a bit. I'm actually currently recording this from the cottage, but I kind of move up there between Victoria day and come back uh, just after labor day, minus a few days here and there that I come and check on, on business, but it's, uh, it's been a great summer. So today's podcast is going to be what we've been doing since I guess, episode 100 to the 200th episode, (laughs) hundred in between. And uh, I know our businesses have pivoted a lot. Obviously, the economy at, at the time that we're recording this rates have gone up, I think, five times now and people are starting to panic a little bit. Um, but I think all, not all is lost. Uh, some people are, are also scooping up some amazing deals. So we'll talk about all of that good stuff. But maybe, Laurel, let's start with you between episode 100 to today. I mean, really, technically, that's 100 weeks, 100 weeks of podcast. Two years. That's two years. What have you been doing? How have you pivoted your real estate business or your businesses in general? Cause I think you got into some new things as well. Well, I think we've,
3: we've gone virtual as a lot of people had to do. Right. But the thing with, with with real estate investing is you don't, you've never had to be there in person, right. To, to, to invest in properties or or what, however it is you invest in, in real estate, whether it's it's lending money or borrowing money or whatever it is. So I think that the last two years when we were all glued to our computers, you we know, these, all these computer eyes, <laughs> I, th- I think I think the vision care industry is going to have a, a boom. In fact, I'd say invest in stock and vision care industry probably for the next couple of years as people recover from from eye strain, but we didn't. You don't have to be in person to to look at at properties, and we noticed that even before the pandemic and before there were there were lockdowns. But now I think it's become much more entrenched, really and truly. People understand that you can take a, a camera, you can take your phone, you can walk through properties. You have your power team, who if you tr- you trust them, and obviously if they're your power team, you trust them, right? Your your real estate broker, or agent, your mortgage people, your inspector, and everyone else you need. If they, if they say it's good property and go, then, then you go, right? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be in front of that door, like running your hands over the, over, over the lintels or looking at the floors. It's, it's, most of it is virtual now. And it doesn't matter where you are. You can invest anywhere in the world. You can put money anywhere in the world and we have the tools to do that. And although we had it before, I think now you're going to see much more reliance on technology. What do you
0: think, Sarah? I mean, 100%. You know what? The best thing that I liked from a technology standpoint is you can be anywhere and sign your legal closings yes. virtually. Because back in the day, like probably not even that long ago, two years ago, we had to go to an actual lawyer's office and we had to come back to the country. If we were out of country, we had to come back. And actually sign in person, so that's that's one huge thing. I think definitely it's probably going to continue with with that advancement in technology. But from from a shift standpoint and a real estate standpoint, what have you guys been doing? I know I've heard that you've started purchasing in out of country opportunities, Costa Rica, and a few other things. Can you share more about that?
2: Yes. Well, actually, the other day it was interesting because I was listening to somebody talking. We were doing a pop up event in Cornwall, and and I was listening to the conversation of the two people next to me and they were saying well as they say and they were referring to the market and the the interest rates and they were saying the saying if you're given lemon well just turn it into lemonade and on the way back to the hotel i was thinking about that and i thought well that's one option so you could look at the strategy you're doing the market you're doing and now they keep these things are like lemons because now you've got these um higher interest, and 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 a few other things that are in your way. And you can still figure out how to do lemonade from that. Or like we've done, you just push the lemons away and then you just get some oranges and you make orange juice, which is exactly what we've been doing. So we're not doing buy and hold right now anymore. We're not doing rent to own anymore. We've done 51. That was a pretty good experience, but we're done with that. Now we're doing buying pre-construction condos, waiting and then making a large profit by assigning it to an end user and we're doing a buying outside the country we have 9 houses under construction there will be rental rentals in Costa Rica we are we have some stuff happening in Santorini Greece we are Considering going in the winter to Dubai, and then when we're in Portugal in December, we're going to be looking at uh, what's happening in Portugal. When Laurel was there last year, she said there were more cranes, construction there cranes. Were more, in-
3: yeah, there were more cranes than cathedrals and churches that I could see in Porto. And, and for <laughs> for for a country over there to say that, that's a lot, right?
2: Yeah. So, so so this is what we've done. So we we basically we're not we're not killing ourselves trying to make lemonade from the lemons. We just pushed the lemon aside. We got. We're just, we're just pivoted. We're just looking to a new strategy where we're not really affected, especially the buying outside of the country. We're really not affected by the interest rates or, or anything else, Bank of Canada or even all of these things. We're not. So if you're not, like I told people at that meeting, if you're not, if your strategy doesn't work in the market where you are, well, look for another market to do that strategy And if you don't want to go to another market, well, then look for another strategy in the market where you are or throw the whole thing out and completely go crazy and go Costa Rica, go, go Panama, go somewhere else and then do a different pivot, pivot. And and that's
0: what, that's what Sarah, you've been doing, right? You made a huge shift over the last little while. Yeah, absolutely. I I find it awesome that you guys are now traveling. It's probably tax write-offs as well (laughs) along the way as you're going to Costa Rica and and you're expensing your trips. That's awesome. You know what, for me in the last two years, essentially from episode 100 to 200, I mean, I left my nine to five. I got into some development stuff. I bought land for a resort. We're like actually launching it for October. And so now people can start booking it for events and weddings. Then I started going into Hamilton, buying some commercial conversions, converting that to residential. We actually have a hotel under contract that is going to be potentially 14 to 16 residential units. We're, we're doing our due diligence on that. And then probably 10 other different members of some different sort. Most of them though, are three and four units. And then that's, and then I started bringing in some joint ventures, JV's partners. It's been fun. I mean, it's, it's definitely a pivot to where I was, where I was doing some small burr conversions by myself to expanding this whole world of things. What else did I start doing? I started doing a YouTube show called the multifamily investor show and then everyday investor with rev tour and lots of other fun things along the way. So if it's fun, I want to do it. And there's actually a property management company that we are launching for the midterm rental. Because one of the things that we've also done is we have pivoted the long-term rental strategy to midterm, short-term still too, until bylaws come into effect. I I know they're all coming at some point or, or municipalities don't like the short-term rentals. They think by taking that away from us, it'll give more inventory for the long-term. Again, I don't think it's hundred percent true, but so we pivoted to midterm. So we're still furnishing them and we're putting them on different platforms, connecting with different, different hospitals, businesses for people that have executive rental requests and that kind of stuff. And we're going to ride out the market because in my opinion, the rents are going to go up so much higher next year or the year after that. I don't want to be stuck in a rent controlled unit at 2.5%. So it's really a combination of a lot of different things that we've pivoted to. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun.
1: We're going to take a quick break from the show.
4: Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist.
1: That's right. And Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value.
4: Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls
1: the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, if you're having fun and you're making money, and even if you have to do some work,
0: I, I mean, that's that's fair, right? That's fair. Awesome. Absolutely. Now, Alfonso, what about you? Like, What has changed in your real estate world, in your business, in your, or in your personal world from episode 100 to today's 200th episode?
1: Yeah, definitely a lot on the personal side, obviously having a, a young kid, a young baby and that keeping me busy for sure, prioritizing different things. That's that's definitely been a fun fun thing to navigate through, but but from a business standpoint, I think it's it's blocking out the noise. There's a lot a lot going on, all different types of new strategies that are um seems like created on a daily basis, a lot of different things. I think in real estate in general, and people that are in business or entrepreneurs in general, there's a lot of noise out there, a lot of businesses, but really staying focused on the areas of expertise, that 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 unique skill or unique ability that we have in terms of knowing our strategy inside and out. So definitely expanding. Uh, we, we've we've worked always across the province of Ontario, but now furthering our reach out into the maritime provinces, uh, looking at some other properties out that way. There, I think that that's been a huge, huge pivot and huge change for us, and growing our team. That's been a huge change as well too. Being able to specialize in certain areas, uh, focus on the strengths that we all have, and and bring on people to help to support that growth, so that's not just all on on our shoulders.
0: Very cool.
3: Is it hard to find people to help you, Alfonso, because mm-hmm. rent to a is a fairly specialized strategy. You have to know what you're doing. And we know because Daniel and I did it for quite a while and it's not always easy to find the right people. So talk a little bit about that, because I mean, there's a lot of people looking for jobs and for different things, but this is this is a bit different, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That's first and foremost. I think one day when when I do write the book, it's going to be like How Does Rent to Own Work? That's the title. That is for sure the number 1 question that that I get all the time. But we've been we've been really blessed like we've brought on from From like an operations and an administrative standpoint, some roles to cover those like accounting and administrative stuff. So obviously the ins and outs of the rent-to-own business is not as important for those types, but but we've grown our marketing team as well too. So we brought on a marketing manager, a social media specialist, and a rent-to-home specialist, which is essentially... Are tenant buyers, tenant buyer, and uh, realtor and mortgage broker uh, relations. So for those, for those positions, absolutely explaining how the rent-to-own works. You know who it benefits, what's involved in the strategy. Because uh, like I like I said, I think it's it's not as simple as the, like a fix and flip where you buy it, you fix it, and you sell it. The rent-to-own, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of different things that uh, that need to be addressed and, and explained. So when we're marketing it or trying to explain it to tenant buyers, realtors, and mortgage brokers. Yeah, the details. Yeah, definitely takes a few times, a few weeks <laughs> to, to kind of get the hang of it. I know it did for me as well, too.
0: Awesome. Okay, so you know what? Let, let's pivot a little bit. I know that's the theme of, of today, but obviously with everything that's happening, the rate's increasing, the economy is just very unstable, this this government and all the, the other stuff that's happening. What are some some advice that you could provide somebody listening to this right now to one of our podcasts regarding real estate investing or business in general that they could take away with them today, um, Daniel. Okay. Let's start with you.
2: Well, first of all, I would say to people, don't don't sit on your butt for the next two years waiting for the market to quote unquote recover whatever that means. Don't slow down one bit. Keep going to live events when they're live when you when there are some available online. Join join the right club. Go on a on a website. Connect with people because it's it's amazing. You never ever know. you're going to meet or what they're going to say that all of a sudden you go huh i never thought of that okay and then four years later your life is completely changed because somebody mentioned something that you didn't know about and you won't find that sitting home watching tv so go out meet people be on the on the various events learn 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 read 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 stay stay active stay busy don't wait for again the the perfect condition to come back. And again, if you don't like your market change, if you don't like your strategy change, and if you don't like any of that, go outside the country and do something different.
0: Okay. All right. Some great, great insights. Laurel, what about you? Mine is close to that. It's I I think it's
3: more like about what Alfonso referred to, and that is the noise. There's so much noise out there. Oh my goodness. Like and and number one. Never listen to people who've never done it before because they don't know anything. So let, that get rid, get, that gets rid about 90% of the noise, right? Like right off the bat. Most people have never done anything in real estate and they're, they're armchair geniuses and they sit back and they say, well, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or don't try this or that's never gonna work or you know the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Well, no, we totally ignore those people because they don't know anything. They have no experience. So that's number one. Number two, hang around with the people Who are successful? It's pretty simple, right? And listen to what they have to say. And for heaven's sakes, don't read the newspapers. That's just like that'll just drive you nuts. (laughs) Mm Because because this well, newspapers are online, whatever you know what I'm saying. The headlines, wherever you get your news, because they they make their money from the tragedies and the and the 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 sky is falling scenarios. So ignore those. Go to your trusted sources and. Just focus, like, and it, it's easier said than done, actually, because it's really easy to get caught up in what's going on. And you just walk down the street, you go to the grocery store, and somebody says, "Oh my goodness, this is happening and that's happening." And we, we're all human, right? We get this little pang inside. This is, oh, I think I, I better go home and check and are my investments okay and what? But really, we're talking long term here. Nobody gets into real estate today to make money tomorrow. That's not the way it works. It just yes. doesn't. So try to ignore the no- the noise as much as possible. That's my advice. Yeah,
2: and you- just, I just want to add one more thing to what you said you were saying earlier about not listen, uh, listening to the naysayers, people who say it won't work, it won't work. I just finished reading an amazing book, the title of which is This Will Never Work. Well, guess what? It's the story of how Netflix started. So <laughs> thousands of people were telling them this is not going to work, this is not going to work, this is not going to work, and look where they are today.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Alfonso, what about you? Any key insights that you can give somebody listening to this that right now that might be a little bit worried about where the market's headed or not too sure where to go?
1: Yeah, I think, and, and it might be a little contrarian versus what we always see about taking action and getting out there and doing all that kind of stuff. I'm going to preach patience, have some patience, because I think all of us, we, we always see the tip of the iceberg. Everybody has seen that. That, that that photo where the, you see the success right at the tip of the iceberg. But all the work, effort, sleepless nights, sacrifices, all those things that that come to get that success. So having patience, not thinking I you need to do all this tomorrow. To echo Laurel's thoughts, right? That it's not about getting rich tomorrow. It's not about getting that property and then having cash flow and, and then you're done. It's all of us and all of our own business. It's a constant evolution. It's never done. Well, <laughs> once it's done, it may, maybe it's sold <laughs> that one property or that one, but then it's on to the next. It's, there's something else that you take from that. So being patient, because I know that's what I I suffer from it all the time. Is that I even you know. When, you, when you're meeting people, when you're going out and you're talking, like, okay, hey, I want to go and do that and build that. But, but we can go through all the analogies, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. And thank God it wasn't because now it's lasted for multiple, multiple thousands of years. If it was built in a day, it probably wouldn't still be around here. So, and, and just one other thing, Daniel had mentioned going to live events and, and networking events and all that kind of stuff. There was an event that I was at recently and I swear the person even asking my name, they just can I get your business card. And they just grabbed my business card and just walked away. And I was like, Oh, okay. And you know, whether it's okay, you're growing your network. We always say that that's what the right club is, is growing and expanding your network, finding those successful people, but have meaningful connections with people because people know if it's just about getting your business card and then them selling you their product or service. Or if it's actually about a meaningful connection where you can help somebody in the future because you know about them, you know their likes, their interests, their dislikes, what their passions are, right? If I started all of a sudden, I just grabbed Laurel's business card and then said, "Hey, Laurel, I I love beer. You want to talk about beer?" And she'd be like, "Listen, you don't know nothing about me. I love wine, right?" So, <laughs> and maybe she does love beer. I don't know, but I know wine. I, I definitely would put a bet on that. That would be her preference. But uh, but meaningful relationships, patience, and taking that time to actually build something that's meaningful that that's that's my advice we're going to take a quick break from the show
0: hey right club members it's sarah larby here and i want to take a quick moment to introduce you to a new strategy one of my favorite moving forward is the midterm rental strategy it's that gray zone between the short term and all the bylaws that are happening and uh the long-term strategy and staying away from that rta and ltb as much as possible and i've Really moved over to a lot of those as my new units are being built and ready. I furnished them and I put them on the midterm market. So it's quite different than both of the short-term and both of the long-term strategy. If you are interested in more information, we are launching a course for all of November. Send me a message, sarah at com
4: by email, uh, or you can check out the website, sarahlarby.com. Now back to the show.
1: And now back to the show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 100%. I mean, I agree with many of the things you guys are saying. So for me, I think that there is going to be some opportunities, some opportunities to be able to, to purchase for the long term. I don't think this is a time for anything short term at this point. Personally, I'm not a big fan of flipping or anything that has not multiple exit strategies, right? when I, When I look at something, I want to have multiple exit, multiple options. So one of the things that I would also suggest is that in order to do that and in order to be able to make some strategic purchases, you're going to want to be somewhat liquid. As well, and so is there. If you're, is there a house or two if you've got a portfolio that you could potentially liquidate to have some of that cash ready to go for the future? Potentially, I'm not saying sell your whole portfolio, but maybe sell one or two so you've got some cash ready to go. I think there's going to be some opportunities. I mean, right now, even in the last month, I've had some students purchase something in the Hamilton market that used to be in the six, seven hundreds for something with a number four in front of it, which is almost unheard of for a very long time. I mean, it was 495, but still, (laughs) I mean, it was. going to be a three or four unit property when it's all said and done there are starting to be some good opportunities the rates are increasing you do want to have staying power you do want to understand what your financing looks like there's also something called the mli select program with cmhc for some commercial larger residential types of things that you have a little bit more control over so learning about reach out to your mortgage broker and and understand what the mli select does gives you really good points and you can have a really long amortization up to 50 years potentially, higher loan to values, lower rates. So there are ways that you can actually pivot and do some different things like that. Think midterm rentals. I mean, a lot of us right now that are variable, many investors are, as the rates go up, if you're not locked in, you're essentially losing cash flow every single month, right? Especially for the tenants that are in there already. So anything new, anything new that you're creating that is potentially subject to rent control in those units, put put some midterm, short term in there, furnish that and then put the long-term renters in the new units that are not subject to rent control that were created after November 15th of 2018. Now that can change at any time, but right now I think Ford Change that for us in our favor, and I think he's still there for four years, so we should be okay. But like, think about those ways that you can recreate the cash flow as the cash flow is now starting to dwindle away. Is your like look at even at your properties that you currently have? Is there an opportunity to add an additional dwelling unit or to do start maybe a second unit, a conversion? Maybe that tenant that's been there paying half price. Maybe there's a way that you can duplex that in that case, and, and potentially. Have two new tenants at market rents. Again, I'm not saying to do rent evictions, but we have to make some money at some point and we got to do it strategically, ethically, and legally. But we have to still pivot at that point in time because the cash flow is going to probably be a little bit worse until the end of the year. I'm, I'm hearing again, no one knows for sure, but I'm hearing another couple at least price increases before it stabilizes. So we are in for, I think a little bit of a turbulent time, just be ready, have some cash handy. Don't lift too close to the edge. This is the time that you want to probably look at your portfolio with your financial planner, mortgage broker, and figure out what the next move is for you and, and look at another potential 1% increase and what that does to your portfolio so that you have the downside mitigated, but you've got some upside too.
2: And don't okay. be afraid to broaden your horizons. I was talking last week to somebody who just bought a third property in Timmins and East Cash Flowing. And we are involved in with a developer in Nova Scotia. He's building 300 houses in a beautiful development of about 35 minutes from Halifax. Houses are gonna be selling single family homes for about 475 and the rent there is about 2,700 a month so is there a possibility for cash flow so in other words just because you've always done business in ottawa or in hamilton or in london and it's not working <laughs> but you like it's the strategy look elsewhere
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely the only thing though that i look at right now or as you're seeing Timmins and, and whatnot i'm not saying it's not and i'm just going to challenge you but i'm not saying it's not the right thing but if the market does take a tumble and it comes back do we think that it'll come back in the closer markets first or in the further markets just the same? My my opinion, let's just say we tumble a little bit and the market goes a little sideways. I think, and I'm sure Timmins has good market fundamentals, but I think the places that have good market fundamentals that are closer will probably rebound a little bit faster. That's just my my opinion. Not that you can't do cash flow and do well, but I'm just saying from a, an equity standpoint, I think a place like Hamilton might fare better once once things go down and comes back up.
3: And you're probably right. You're probably right. Because there's always the the, uh, the ripple effect, right? We always, we know that in the, the bigger centers, that's where w- where they have the, the steepest declines, or f- I should say faster, but they also have the recovery faster. So if you're looking at the GTA or the, what's it called? GTHA. Yeah, that's that's it. Greater Toronto, Hamilton area. Yes, of course, there are going to be uh, maybe more decreases. And then they don't, there'll be an upswing. However, it really doesn't matter where you are, because there's there's just... There's two things that people have to remember. Land is limited. We don't make more land. We just don't. So Canada is blessed with land. But even at that, we have certain areas where population goes. So we only have so much land. That's number one. And number two, population is growing. And there's a lot of immigration also. People are coming in, at least before the pandemic. I mean, there was like 10,000 people a year. No. Was it a year? Yeah. To Toronto. No, it was a month, a month, 10,000 people a month. That sounds sounds more accurate. (laughs) 10,000 people a month to Toronto. And we know that the the gates are opening up again. People are coming back. So when you have that kind of population pressure, eventually something's going to give. So again, it's like Alfonso said, be patient because things, if there's an upswing, there's going to be a downswing. And if there's a downswing, there's going to be an upswing. So it's, and like, like you said, Sarah, understand your market understand the fundamentals you 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 manage things so that you you mitigate the risk is there risk of course there is there's risk in everything but you you do your due diligence you figure it out you have a great team of people and you make a decision and you move on do we all make mistakes you bet you we do <laughs> none of us here has come through even the last 2 years without making some mistakes that's not the game of the game the name of the game is okay i made a mistake what can we learn from it move on to the next one and do better the next time. Right. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just don't make those same mistakes. That's right. Exactly. Right. Don't make
4: the same yeah. mistake. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round.
1: Yeah. So, I, and again, <laughs> back to the point just really quickly, and then we can we continue on here. Whether it's Tim, it's Hamilton, it's London, it's Niagara, it, it's understanding why. You need to be able to unromanticize about that certain area. Maybe that's where you grew up in or where you always wanted to live or where your favorite, I don't know, person is from or whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's understanding why. If you're able to explain this in a simple business case, think about how the banks, how the lenders, how they give out their money. There's no no feelings, it's simple facts right? And if you can lay those facts out and sure, you can add the romanticizing afterwards, but if the simple facts make sense where somebody could pick it up, a logical person could look at this and say, Hey, this is a viable business strategy. It makes sense why you're there. Then, then you go where, where, where it makes sense for you. So I just wanted to add that point.
0: Yeah, no, great point for sure. Okay. So let's just quickly go through. I'll ask each of you guys now, if you had to fast forward to your goal to episode 300, where would you like to be you have any any plans, any goals, any any thoughts on what that might look like in two more years from now, Alfonso? Maybe we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I don't I don't normally look too far into the future, but you know what? This 200 episodes came up pretty quick, so 300 is probably going to come up even faster. At that at that point, that's about what maybe a year. Or no, maybe two from now, right? Because we do years. two years,
2: two years, two years
1: from now. Yeah. Okay. So I would probably say still talking about rent to own, I love, I love being on stage, giving presentations, interacting with people, kind of being out there, being that that conduit, but less less involved on maybe on the business side of it, having our kind of staff fully integrated, being able to pass that on, spending as much time at that point there, Giacomo would just be getting ready for school. So the, the one goal that I've always had was like pick up and drop off from school. And our new home is walking distance from from the elementary school. So that's getting so close to reality, which is really awesome. So yeah, walking, picking up and dropping off from school. And definitely maybe, yeah, like, like to Daniel's point earlier, expanding my horizons in terms of maybe outside of Canada investment, whether that's the US, overseas. I know you guys are in Greece and, and Spain is it or Greece and no
3: Greece and Costa Rica maybe and maybe Portugal we'll see we'll see is
1: it? Portugal that's what I was thinking not Spain Portugal but yeah like maybe I don't know maybe having a, an Italian villa and maybe I can maybe Laurel maybe you can do some consulting on some wine <laughs> offerings there maybe have you out there for a business trip in Italy to talk about wine but yeah I think expanding the horizons not not as involved in the day-to-day from the Jag side but still presenting and speaking numerous times because that's my passion. I love. I love being out in front, talking about how we can help people get into home ownership, how they can invest, but doing more and more of that stuff and more podcasts for sure.
3: Yeah, so right. I'll go next. And so in two in two years, so two years, I want to be sitting. I want to be traveling between our, my place in Costa Rica. our place in costa rica and our place in greece and our place in portugal i want to be like going around the world we still have we still have investments we still have our real estate but man it's like let's live let's just live life's too short right we've learned Mm -hmm. that especially the last couple of years life's too short live while you can because there's no guarantees
0: a hundred percent so
2: two years from now and and i'm working really hard uh, toward that goal all the income will be that we're going to be generating or i should say passive income thank you okay yes passive income so that's why what will be done by then with the rent owned the buy and hold everything will be with the houses we have in different countries and which are 100% managed so all we have to do is collect the money in the bank account so that's where we're going to be going plus the investments we've made in greece uh, and, and energy and stuff like that, because. Folks, when we are sitting here in September, two years from now to record number three hundred, I'll be a couple weeks away from seventy-four. So, starting to think a little bit about not retiring, but slowing down a bit.
1: (laughs) I'll believe it when I see it. There's
2: no Uh slowdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's it's hard, right? Because even for me, when I left, and I didn't necessarily have plans, you get bored really fast, and then you start doing something, and then when thing comes in. Turns into like ten things. So, <laughs> but uh, you never know. You never know. You guys are, are on your way for sure.
1: How about how about you, Sarah? How about you? Like, is it like owning like a whole country at some point?
0: <laughs> I would love no, to hear.
1: What, no. I'd love to hear what you think. You know, uh, yeah, I, what I would
0: love. Fun. I would love for the resort to be up and going, and like be like the resort to go to for adults only, like the place upscale. I think there's so much opportunity there. And then I just want to, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I love the commercial conversions. I love working with, with the guys there. They're awesome. And then I would love to still be able to, like Matt's actually off for this year. So he took a year off, which is really cool just to like dip his feet into what the other side is, is going to be. And he just does jujitsu all day pretty much. But like if, if he could make that a permanent thing and then we can really be gone for half the year, it would be, would be really cool. Um, okay. So we're on, we're on our way. We're going to, we're going to test it out this year and see what happens. So right. I think
3: what we're all saying is that we're all going, we're all customizing our lives, right? That's our motto: yes. customize your life, and that's yes. what we're all working on. So with that, I think we'll say goodbye, and please come back for not just the next episode, but for episode three hundred.
0: Absolutely, guys! Don't forget to customize your life and check us out: thewrightclub.com. We've got tons of events. We are now also doing some really li- like cool live things in person. So, Laurel, Daniel, Alfonso, it's been great recording with you. And, uh, and 200 episodes of podcasting. Wow, that's amazing. Congratulations, everyone. Congratulations to the Right Club community as well. We really appreciate you out there.